Heroes Asylum Midnight Movie Review or just Midnight Movie Review or Midnight or just Movie Review, whatever. I forgot the name. I think I'm still coming up with a different name. But anyway, this is our movie review show where we do a we pick a movie and review review it and all that good stuff. And I don't do it alone. I do it with my buddy Mike. Mike, how you doing, sir? I am doing awesome. And this is Ham the Review. Ham the Review. <laughs> I thought we talked about that. We were going to start calling this ham. All right. The, the ham review because we have the regular ham show. So That's right. And we're both a couple of hams. Waka waka. So, um, yeah, this is the ham review show where we pick a movie, we review it so you guys can watch it, maybe not watch it, or give us our thoughts and opinions about it. And uh, what we do here is Mike walks us through the whole synopsis, and uh, we just talk about it. And uh, if you guys dig it, hopefully you watch it. And if not, um, maybe you'll still rent it, hopefully. Yeah, well, yeah, we're gonna we're gonna play you a trailer here in a moment, so you guys can hear what the what the movie is, and we are doing Mortal Kombat, nineteen ninety five movie. Uh, I guess kind of in spirit since a uh, a new Mortal Kombat movie is getting ready to drop this year, uh, yeah. and we just saw just saw I think just a week ago the a not a full trailer, but I think HBO Max has released like a clip trailer of all the stuff that they got yeah, coming out. Yeah, it's this like summer. a uh, sort of like a mixed trailer of, a, like, of, of what do they call those things? Like kind of like a highlight reel of what's to come. Yeah, a montage clipping, montage of, yeah. reel of everything, yeah. and they showed like Mortal Kombat on there. They showed Sub Zero just doing some weird stuff. So I thought, you know, let's do a review of Mortal Kombat. It's a fun movie. Yeah, it was. I, I, it's been a while since I've seen it, and I, yeah, I got to tell you, I think I ta- told you last night. I was like, thank you for choosing it after I, you know, rewatched. <laughs> you and I was did? like, man, I was like, this is. I haven't seen this in so long, and. I don't know. Maybe just the last time I watched, I wasn't like in the mood, or I just was like it was. I was maybe moody and just not into it or something. I don't know. You're always moody. Always moody. Uh, so yes, yeah, so we've got Mortal Kombat again. Like I said, 1995 uh, fantasy martial arts action film is how they they describe it. Uh, originally, uh, it was written by Kevin Deroney and uh, of course directed by Paul Anderson and uh, produced by uh, Lawrence Kazanoff. If anybody is familiar with Lawrence. Uh, Lawrence has a he's a he's been a big one on the he was also part of the spinoff series for the Mortal Kombat Defenders of the Realm TV series. Yeah, that was on TNT for one season, yeah. I believe. Yep. It sucked because uh, I actually liked it, and then it was it went. I think I believe it started in the past with Kung Lao and and all that stuff, and uh, Shao Kahn and uh, who else? Uh, Raiden was in there. Had had one of the best endings because I I think they knew the show was going to end, so there was no cliffhanger. Literally everybody dies at the end, and Shao Kahn is shown winning, basically. Yeah. Like, you see him and Raiden fighting, and then Raiden finds out, like, wait a minute, where am I fighting? And Shao Kahn's like, guess where you're fighting? You're in Outworld now. you got no power. So, basically, the ending shows Shao Kahn imprisoning Raiden, and then credits. I'm like, wow, what a bummer ending. <laughs> but but uh, they ended it, because uh, I guess they, cause they didn't get renewed for season two, which sucked, but... Uh, they, know, they went out with a bang. So. Well, yeah, I, I do remember them producing that because there was a lot of folks here locally. Uh, I had a friend of mine who was into was in the wrestling industry, and he worked here locally with Universal Studios with the uh, with the stunt group as well. And he uh, they were originally they, they were getting together and trying to find a lot of like people, stunt folks and martial artists that were going to work on Mortal Kombat the series. So I. Did, I wasn't involved, but I would hear about it from him and another co- you know, acquaintance about you know what they were doing and getting the fighters ready and mm-hmm. the show ideas that they were kicking around to, you know like for like their fighting sequences. But that's about all I heard, and it was kind of cool to hear about it in the infancy. And then you know two years, three years later, I actually I was like, oh wait, oh hey, that was the show that I heard you know I heard them you know kicking around and and talking about, which is always kind of 
cool to see like the 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 seed of it and then it grow up to be actually out there i remember that that show came on after monday night nitro that's where i remember that show from like right after nitro come on mortal come like oh shoot it's best of both worlds then uh (laughs) and then uh, unfortunately it didn't last too long no, it did not. No. So what? this is, uh, of course, you guys. We are talking about Mortal Kombat, based on the Midway game. Mortal Kombat. Yeah, we will definitely hear that more throughout. Uh, this was actually in the. Where is it? I had it up, listed as films based off of video games. Uh, as far as release goes, this one was you, about the the fourth movie based off a of video game. But the first good one. Uh, <laughs> Yes, the yes, first it, good one. Yeah, because you had uh, you had Super Mario Brothers, Double Dragon for. Uh, Don't for, say the last Starfighter. Uh, no, Street Fighter. No, these are okay. all again. This, the, the the because the, the last Starfighter was based off a of video. No, game. no, no. I'm talking. Th- I'm all talking right. theatrical releases that were based off of mo- uh, video games based off of movies. Didn't start till 1993. Literally, more Super Mario Brothers was the first. Ooh. And then we had Double Dragon, like I said, Street Fighter, then Mortal Kombat, and then. Two years later, we had the sequel to that, and you know, we won't oh, talk that, about that. That moral, that super that Mario Brothers movie. Ooh, <laughs> ooh, ooh. Now, out of the selling, as far as it goes, as far as best selling, uh, Mortal Kombat ended up being, I think this is the 13th best selling. Because you, you had, uh, most recently, Detective Pikachu, Rampage, loosely based off of a, a video game. Very uh, loosely. Uh, per, uh, Prince of Persia, Sonic the Hedgehog, which that one you know fairly new. Uh, the Resident Evils, you had a couple of Resident Evils, you had a couple of uh, the uh, Laura Croft. This one surprised me, but I think it's just the the con- the time comparison to to the to, mo- to the money. But Assassin's Creed did better. I really I have a question on that one. If that's uh, I got a big question on Assassin's yeah. Creed. And then of course we you know the rest of the Resident Evils, and then Need for Speed the movie. I don't remember this one, so that's actually not bad. Oh, it's not okay. That is that is not a bad movie. I mean, people crap on it, which you know rightly so. But I, you know, Michael Keaton is really good in that movie, and I think the guy from Breaking Bad is in there. Okay, I'll have, to, I'll have to. So look it's it's what check it out. It's not it's not as bad as people say it is. In my opinion, because I usually I'm pretty right when it comes to like underrated movies that you should watch and watch that one. I think you dig okay, that. Okay, I'll one. have to find that yeah, one. Check it out. Check that out. All right, guys. So what we're gonna do? I'm gonna play you the trailer for it. Actually, I, the trailer that was out there didn't say much, so I found a fan made trailer that I think was fits the uh, fits this a little bit better, and uh, we'll go ahead and do that. And then after the trailer, we're gonna jump into the synopsis and what Kane and I think, and just some little nuggets of a uh, knowledge to drop for you. <laughs> You have embarked on a sacred mission. You have been chosen to defend the realm of Earth in a tournament called... Sorry. Your world is like one of many realms. One of them's a forsaken land called Outworld. The fate of billions will depend upon you. Okay.
stance. So there we are, guys. Mortal Kombat. Like I said, that was a fan-made trailer I could find. Uh, and, of course, the music across it. Uh, something interesting about the, the soundtrack, That was this was the first EDM soundtrack. And for the makers of the movie to find a record label that was willing to release, it took forever. Columbia turned them down. I think RCA turned them down. They eventually go, end up going with TVT, who was a up-and-coming uh, record label. And uh, but yeah, this this soundtrack was one of the first ones to be EDM, and probably this album was one of the first EDMs to go platinum. Uh, since then, this album has gone double platinum, so that was a big part. And I remember this soundtrack. I know I'm sure you do. Uh, you know, just a, just a song. Uh, I, I'd be back then. I actually would pl play that. I think at this point, I think we had Mortal Kombat two or three out. I think it was two, and yeah, because the game had been around for a while. And they were talking about me. I think it was two or three. You might be on that. Plane. I think two was out because plane. because I think some of the there were a couple of things in two that they kind of bled into the movie, but they like they kind of kept it very very subtle. Yeah, because I don't think Shao Kahn was a part of the first game. He was part of the second game. Right, but he was there at the very end of the of this first one. Movie, yeah, yeah, yeah. That which we'll we'll get to. Yeah, All right, so yeah, so here we go. We're gonna go ahead and start off um, the cast. Uh, Lyndon Ashby, he, he actually plays. Uh, let's see. Lyndon is playing Johnny Cage. Johnny Cage. Yep. Okay. We have uh, Liu Kang played by Robin Chow, and if anybody is into anything, uh, <laughs> Beverly Hills part. Ninja man. Yeah, he's, he's in Beverly Hills yeah. Ninja. You uh, see that Chris Farley's brother. <laughs> and of course, we have uh, Carrie uh, Carrie Tagawai who plays a uh, Shang Tsung, and Bridget Wilson. Uh, Sampras. Yes. Yes. Uh, well, I, I call her I call her Miss Veronica. So. <laughs> <laughs> if, if anybody so, remembers a uh, good old Billy Madison, this is the this is like this is her before she became the uh, school teacher. Uh, actually, um, uh, no, actually, this is after. Uh, but is we'll get after? to that. We'll get to that. Yeah, Ooh, uh, yeah, okay. we will get to that. So, uh, basically, we find out Mortal Kombat is a fighting tournament between the representatives of the realms of Earth and Outworld, conceived by the Elder Gods uh, amid looming invasion of the Earth by the. Outworld. Uh, if the realm of the Outworld wins Mortal Kombat ten consecutive times, its Emperor, who we do not know at this point, we just hear of the Emperor, uh, will be able to invade the conquering Earth. We are told that they have won nine times, so they have to win this one, or all hell is going to break loose. Uh, so we uh, see a Shaolin monk, Liu Kang, and his uh, comrades, uh, who are star, who are the movie stars Johnny Cage. Uh, military officer Sonya Blade and uh, a uh, chosen are chosen by Raiden. Now, some backstories on each one of those. Liu Kang is driven to show up because uh, he's had a dream and has seen that his brother was killed by by um the, Shang by, Tsung. yeah Shang Tsung yeah. And little fact about this: Did you know who was originally going to be chosen to play Liu Kang? Mm, was it Don the Dragon Wilson? No, somebody else. Another another actor we have done a movie on. Uh, and he's, he's he's known mostly for this movie. Jet Li? No, you're in the right. No, I said movie we've already done. 
Your last name's really close. Your last name's on point. Brandon Lee. Brandon, Brandon Lee. Lee. Brandon Lee okay. was, was scheduled to do this movie. Uh, of course, he, his passing stopped him from doing this. But yeah, he was up for the role of Liu Kang, which to me, when, you point, when, I, when I start telling you about who could have been or who should have been in these roles and they turned him down or something else happened, it presents to you a whole different movie. Once, once we yeah. actually get to that point, especially with Brandon Lee as Luke King, I, I mean, Brandon yeah, I could be, see it, but I don't know. It yeah. would have given, I think, it would have brought the movie up to probably given it more credibility, after, Maybe, yeah. especially after the Crow. Yeah, and yeah. then add that it's you know okay, yeah, it's a comic book movie, but you're having the Brandon Lee son of you know Bruce Lee, Bruce, yeah, and it, it really when you look at the overall plot of this, this is Enter the Dragon. If you want, if you will follow the plot of. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, I could, uh, yeah. <laughs> it, he, Bruce Lee meets up with a couple of people. They they go to a tournament on a deserted island, a re- remote island. To yeah, battle. Very early. I wonder okay. if they took liberties. I'm just... pretty sure they did. <laughs> I mean, it's, it's a martial <laughs> arts movie. On top of that, I'm pretty sure some liberties were taken. Not so much from the writers of the movie, but I think from the writers of the video game. Yeah, I mean, it's. I mean, like you said, there's what like three stories that they make in movies over and over again. Mm-hmm. So yeah. you know. It's, it's, uh, and then, of course, we are introduced to the movie star Johnny Cage, and we find out Johnny Cage is being ragged on because he, they, they, a lot of the, the industry, the martial arts industry, feels he's a joke, and so he's like, you know, he's like, I'm trying to do my job and show great martial arts movies, but he's working with poor, you know, stuntmen and uh, other actors, and he's introduced, to, he's brought, uh, or his master comes to him and says, hey, you know, there's this there's this tournament, and I bet you if you win it, you'll get your street cred back, basically, and get your, you know, your credit, your credentials back for the actual true martial arts community. That, if I'm Johnny Cage at this moment, I say, no, I got all this money, why am I going <laughs> to enter this tournament? I don't care if they, they think I'm fake. But that's him, but that's you. Johnny Cage, on the other hand, wants uh, the respect. He's not so much about, he is about the money. But he's got the money. He wants the respect now. And do you know, of course, do you know who was originally uh, cast to play or requested Johnny to play? Johnny Cage? Yeah. Who's he based off of? It's, this one should be an easy one. Uh, he's a Hollywood actor. Hollywood. Kung Fu. I mean, just look at his look Kung at Fu. him in the video game. What? Who's he look like? What are some of his moves? Van Damme? Exactly. Yeah. Van Damme Clark. was asked to do it, but he turned it down to do another video Street game. Street Fighter. Exactly. Yep. yep. Ugh. Bad move, yeah. He again put that in 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 an aspect. If you had Van Damme and Brandon Lee now in Mortal Kombat, man, okay. (laughs) But at some point, I want to see them fight in that movie. But you know, yeah, we yeah, you still want that. that. Well, what I think would be great is to have that. uh, You know, we I jokingly posted it about it a couple of day or a couple of weeks ago about um the 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 Kong versus Godzilla movie, how it's basically Batman v Superman. Basically. You can have the same thing. You could have that tension, and there is that tension in Mortal Kombat between Johnny and Lou, anyways. Yeah, I there mean, there, is. it's already you. Are, so that would be great to have that tension, and maybe you know, in the sequel, if they ever did it, a good sequel, if those people were in there, you know, <laughs> then have them going against each other in some form or fashion. That would have been nice, at least a little fight. But yeah, a little something just to say, you know, say, hey, you know, I'm here. Uh, and then, of course, we are introduced to Sonya Blade, who is on the trail of, and I'm trying to remember. Um, uh, is it Khan? Kano. Kano, thank you, Kano. I always get his name messed up. So she is on the trail of Kano, and uh, basically because Kano has killed her partner. Uh, and during the whole running around uh, to get Kano, we see Sonya and her military group, who we see a future 
member of the Mortal Kombat cast, we see Jax. Who, is the same guy? Is it the same guy who came back? I don't know. It, it could be. I'm not exactly sure. I, I don't. don't. It's been a while since I've watched the Annihilation for many reasons. Oh gosh. And uh, so I don't know if that was the same gentleman that played him in both movies. I was just trying to look up the cast here, and I'm not seeing it. So we're uh, so yeah. So we're introduced to to uh, Sonya Blade now. You, now originally supposed to be cast to do it was was Bridget Wilson, but then there were some issues with scheduling, and what happened is so they're like, okay, well you can't do it. We understand. They went and brought. Uh, she went off to do Billy Madison. Well, in the meantime, they brought in two. Within that meantime, there were two actresses that filled that part. One filled, filled it very quickly. And that was a uh, a Bundy, Christina Applegate. Really? She was in it for like a hot minute, and then they pulled her out, and then another actor stepped in, a, an angel, in fact. Literal angel? Uh, Charlie's angel filled in for a little bit and got injured. Was it Drew Barrymore? Cameron Diaz. Cameron Diaz. Yeah, oh. filled in for a little bit. And then I, uh, Cameron injured herself, so they had to stop filming for that. And by that time, Bridget became available again. So they're like, no, we, we want to go ahead and just bring Bridget in to, you know, fill the role that she was supposed to. Uh, good move. <laughs> yeah, very good, good move. move. I think she was, think she was perfect, for the, perfect for the role. And also, as, as we're seeing each of these characters introduced, like I said, we're seeing Johnny Cage out at, at the movie set making a filming. And did you notice the, the uh, director of the film looked any bit familiar? What, the so, guy playing the director? Yeah, the guy playing. Oh, no, who the director looked like? Did the director look like somebody? Beard, had a battle, had a, had a hat on for the, with Battleship on it. It's a famous director. Michael Bay? Mm -mm. I think that we're, we're early. We're early 90s. Oh. Steven um, Spielberg. Steven Spielberg, okay. He, he looked like Steven Spielberg because Steven Spielberg was supposed to play that role. Because oh, really? most, pe most people don't realize Steven Spielberg is a very big oh, Mortal Kombat enthusiast. You know what? <laughs> that explains the whole IMDb thing now. Okay, the, the guy was... <laughs> the director, yeah. Now, now, the now that you playing the director. Now that you and I both okay. say that, yeah, now that makes sense, yeah. That makes sense, okay. Now that, I, that cleared it up for me. Yeah. I'm sorry, guys, before we got on in the green room, I was discussing about who really directed the movie because this is Paul W. Anderson or Paul Anderson at that point before he became W.S., Mr. Big Time. And if you look at the IMDb page, it shows, like, director and assistant director. And I was confused. I was like, wait a minute. It says this guy directed it. And I'm like, I don't know. Why would you put him in the cast? And now that. That, you know, yeah, I didn't even, now, I didn't even put okay. two and two together when you asked me. So, I but, just, yeah. Okay. So, but, yeah, that was <laughs> supposed to be Steven Spielberg. But he got pulled away to work on another movie. So, that, again, imagine a Mortal Kombat movie with a Steven Spielberg cameo. That would have been How cool. many movies can you think of with cameos from Spielberg? I mean, other than maybe uh, his own it's just his own, I yeah. Think, so I mean, again, you're 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 talking a possibility of Brandon Lee, uh, you know, uh, Van Dam, <laughs> you know, possibly Cameron Diaz if she didn't hurt herself, in a cameo by Steven Spielberg. What? That's again, insane. imagine the cast that could have been with this. Brandon movie. Lee and Van Dam just alone. Yeah. That right there is a big selling point. Like, ooh, when are they gonna fight? When are they gonna fight? Yeah. That would be my whole thing. Like, yeah. dude, Bruce Lee, John Claude Van Damme, come on. And of course, like I was saying, they were chosen by Raiden, and Raiden is played, of course, by one Christopher Lambert. Lambert. And again, another big video game enthusiast. He really wanted to play this, uh, the, but the role was offered to somebody else before it was offered to Christopher. So, 
Sean Connery? Yes. Man. He didn't want to play it because he, uh, he wanted to go play golf, and he didn't want a role that was uh, too physical. And I, after I'm watching that, I read that, I'm like, Christopher didn't do anything physical. <laughs> he just went like this. He waved his hands around a lot. It's like waved he, his hands around. It's probably about as much energy you would put into playing golf. So yeah, uh, I'm on. glad that did not happen because I just couldn't imagine Raiden with a – Go back to Outworld with yeah. me now. Yeah, with, with that kind of accent. Yeah. about to shave. <laughs> L- L- Lambert's got this Lambert that's the one reason why with Highlander you know we talked about Highlander how he's got this accent that can be very universal it's got a f- bit of French in it it's got some English accent that's why you know when they when they did the Highlander they he wanted them him to speak in that way because the Highlander would be somebody that's traveled around the, co- the world and, ex- and developed different la- different accents because different it, dialects throughout yeah. the history because he's lived for like a thousand years of yeah so you know there. so that's that's the whole point with I think with Braden but again I, I don't know, Sean those... Connery, though. Yeah, Sean Connery. <laughs> would, would have been entertaining. Guys, come with me to Outworld. <laughs> uh, so, <laughs> but yeah, that would have been, I think, it, I, but I think with what he did for Raiden was good. I just, I would have preferred, um, and I, I hate to say this because I also don't like what, you know, we, I talked about it last week on the Heroes Asylum about, you know, certain people playing certain roles. I've always felt Raiden should have been an Asian actor. Yeah, you know. like an older type of. Uh, yeah. Who's the guy? Who's oh man, M- uh, Mako was Mako still alive by then? Yes, Mako was still alive. Yeah, man, can you imagine Mako as freaking Raiden? That'd be badass. Yeah, because Mako Mako passed away, I think, during the Avatar, the Last Airbender um, animated series. He used to play. He did the voice of General Iroh in yeah. the in the series. And I think he passed away. I think it was season two to three. I think they, they had to bring in somebody else to to do Dang. the voice. That'd be cool because even though, you know, Lambert was a little bit more, I guess, younger than Mako back then, but just the weight alone that Mako carries. The vo- he, yeah, the voice to the, the, yeah. the voice to me would outweigh anything as, as far as a physical performance. And like you just said before, not a physical role. He's, yeah. he's supposed to be godly. So you want somebody who can, I'm going to borrow my boy, John Wilka, gravitas yeah. that situation. You want somebody who that with that weight, and I think he would have added a lot. I think, really I cool think also, um, I'm drawing a blank on his name, uh, from Big Trouble Little China, the the, the villain. Oh, the Wang, Wang, Wang. not, not Wang, name. not Wang, no, uh, the, the villain, the villain. Oh, Luke Kang. Yeah, him. Oh, Lopan, yeah, oh, Lopan, Ooh, yeah. Sorry, yeah, the yeah the actor that played Lopan, he probably he could have done great as as a. Actually, I think I could have seen him as more of the emperor. He could have, yeah, because well, because we know him, Lopan. We know villainous him. I, but I think he has a he's got a, a, a trait to be to be a a wise, fatherly figure as well. A wise old man. Yeah. <laughs> All right, so that's where we stand. So we've been introduced to the main good guys, and so we continue on. And of course, well, you for, you f- you forgot that Shang Tsung is, is sprinkled in there too. The the good guys. Oh, okay. I said, cool. yeah, we've had just been introduced to the main good guys. That Raiden has decided that these three will be the his his uh, his warriors for uh, to defend uh, Earth against the Outworld. And uh, of course, like I was saying, that you know the the uh, they have already won three. Uh, so at uh, at uh, Sang Sung's island, Lu is a is attracted to the Princess Katana. Uh, Princess Katana was played by um, Teresa Soto. Man, that's uh, Mrs. Benjamin Bratt. Oh, look at that! Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so she is play. She's the uh, the emperor's adopted daughter. Aware of uh, that, uh, Katana is dangerous adversary, and she is a rightful heir to the outworld. And that uh, she will attempt to ally herself with the Earth warriors 
Soong orders the creature Reptile to spy on her. Now, Reptile, for those of you that are familiar with the game or not, maybe more, more of those of you that were not familiar with the game, Reptile in Mortal Kombat 1 was what they call an NPC, non-playable playable character. He was a hidden care, a, a hidden level you had to get to. Uh, and so that was kind of cool to see that they introduced him. I wasn't a fan of how they introduced him. Oh, but how they used him was How they used incredible. him was great. Now, what cool. happened was that he was a bit of a last-minute add-on. They, uh, they, somebody wanted to add, get him uh, added on after they were done shooting, so they, wanted, so they added him later. I think that's why the, the special effects weren't as clean. Oh, the special effects were not very good as yeah. far as his other form, but, you know, when he does form... It's yep. probably the best fight scene in the movie. Yeah, for, well, for the most part, I think most of the special effects holds up, except I think I think Reptile and um, Scorpion's throwing spear thing. Oh, the thing coming. Yeah, like that Whoa. that just kind of that, that 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 you can definitely see the, that's where the age you're seeing, and, and that that just doesn't really hold up well for the uh, for the time. Yeah, something looks a little hokey. So we see uh, um, Lou defeats his first opponent, and Sonya gets to uh, get her revenge on Kano. Uh, oddly enough, the only time we see Sonya in the tournament is when she takes her revenge on Kano. Uh, and this is by simply snapping his neck in her typical finishing move, or one of her moves from the game. The, yeah, the neck break to the legs, I think yeah. it was. Now, you don't see many of the moves from the game in here. Uh, you'll see a few variants of them. You know, we do see Johnny's you know, autograph. We see the, the, uh, for, was it the friendality as they yeah, call it? The friendality, fatality or whatever. Yeah. yeah. You, you see a couple of them, but you don't see a lot of them. Well, you see, like, like I said, you see a little variations of a few of them. Uh, you see, uh, you see certain parts of the, of, of the game. Like you see when, um, Liu Kang comes up before the mat before in the video game, before he starts fighting, he makes like certain, like he does a couple of you know moves. He sort of does the same thing. Um, then uh, I think uh, uh, Lyndon also does the uh, at the end of the fight he does kind of like the the bow at that uh, that Johnny does or that uh, Lou does as well. So I mean there are a few little things that are, that are on there. We don't quite see Scorpion's finisher. We see the beginning of Scorpion's finisher. Beginning of it. Beginning. Yeah. We don't. We never see the ending of it. That we something happens. Yeah. Uh, so then we're so after we see uh, K uh, Kano's getting his uh, neck snapped and we see Cage encountering and barely beats Scorpion. Now that again is an additional scene that was done after the movie was done filming, they felt that there wasn't enough fights in the movie. Uh, we didn't have, when they were done, they didn't have the the Scorpion-Johnny match. That oh, wasn't they didn't? In, you know, imagine, imagine that, what, that one not being in there and imagine... That's the, crazy. You, and imagine, you gotta add that yeah, one. And imagine the one, one you the talked about. The imagine the one you just talked about, the reptile and Lou. You didn't see that oh, one Oh, yeah. You, you, you need those two fights, especially, I mean, you had the lizard and Liu Kang and then... Johnny versus Scorpion because Johnny versus Scorpion that was really if you look at the backgrounds if you're a big fan of the game those backgrounds were in the game a variations of it, especially the last scene where they go into this sort of like I don't know how to describe it almost like an industrial kind of like weird built by well that like was that was that was Outworld that was the Outworld yeah, is that Outworld um, yeah yeah that was Outworld where, where and then you have the pit of spikes or whatever the pit of death or I think is whatever they're called but each one you know, you'll find you'll see each level or each board somewhere or a variant of that like we like yeah. there's the scene with the with the bridge yeah that, that we see them fighting over we don't see them over a big bridge out in the open it's a bridge inside a cavern 
uh, the the fight we were just talking about with with Johnny and and Scorpion. We see something like that, but what we see is we see the moment when when uh, Scorpion f- uh, phases out and takes Johnny to another dimension. That's mm-hmm. part, again. There's another move that we see Scorpion do. Uh, Sonya so, Blade and Kano, the 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 in around circle that was yes. also in the game. Yep. So. Uh, we even see a few. Uh, there's one with uh, I think when. Um, Shang Tsu takes uh, Katana and, f- and goes into this portal one. There's a there's one of the screen one of the uh, fight uh, arenas in the game is called the portal, and you see this big portal swirling in the background. So, yeah. not exactly, but we started getting it. We're getting you more get, you than get. what we've ever had before. Again, you got to think this is the fourth video game movie ever made for you know. So we're getting more than we got from Super Mario Brothers or Street Fighter. Such a good cast too. That's, that's Street Fighter had just that's, such a good. Yes, Street Fighter had the yeah we had you, the potential man. Yeah. If you look at him, just I don't know what the hell they were doing. <laughs> yeah, I'm not sure. So bad. Like what? Like why was Alyssa Milano there? What the hell were those gangs with the weird tie dye colors and? Ugh. So then after the Scorpion, uh, you know, finishing move, uh, we do see Liu Kang engages in a brief duel with Katana who secretly offers him a cryptic advice uh, for his next battle. Lou's next opponent is Sub-Zero, uh, whose defense seems untouchable because of his freezing ability. Uh, and, of course, we see one move that Sub-Zero does, but we only see that one move at the very end, or at the bit, sorry, at the very beginning when he takes okay. out some hun- some hen- you know, random henchman. And that's the only time we see him throwing the throwing the ice and freezing him, and you know, so we see at least one break him in half. Yeah, that's that's pretty much all you'll see. Yep. And then we see, of course, we, then of course, Lou recalls Katana's advice and uses it to kill Sub Zero. I just assumed Sub Zero just froze. I didn't think he died. I didn't see him explode like the. Neither did I. Like he just froze, right? Yeah. That's what I saw. Died. Yeah, that's why I was like, okay. I mean, was it off screen? Did some henchman like just kick him and like I don't he just know. broke apart? Yeah, I'm not, not Damn sure. You bastard! <laughs> now it is interesting. The gentleman who played Scorpion, Chris uh, Kamasas, was actually the uh, he was uh, um, he was actually one of the the choreographer fight fight choreographers. A lot of them were. Yeah, uh, I think Scorpion was also too. Like a lot of those masked individuals. They were the big time choreographers. Like I get the choreography for that movie. I think they spent most of the money on, almost on that yes. because they wanted to make sure that the the fighting was authentic, and that's why the fi- the best part of the movie was the fighting. Mm-hmm. Let's be honest, the fighting was very authentic, and that's why, in, in my estimation, it's still the best video game movie ever been made. So, because they took their time and yeah. Now, now the voice of Scorpion. Whenever you did, you know, when you heard him say "Yo, come here" and all that, that was actually the voice of what of a Mortal Kombat co creator Ed Boon. Just so a little, uh, a little nice little, yeah. So let, let him be involved, yeah. Um, so then after Sub Zero is killed, we see Prince Goro enters the tournament and mercilessly crushes every opponent he faces. Uh, and of course, one of uh, one of um one of them is a uh, is a friend of or not a friend, but a, an acquaintance that he made uh, made uh, was a uh, one of Cage's peers, Artlene, uh, and he is defeated mercilessly by uh, Goro. Sorry, did I pronounce that right the first time? Yeah, yeah. Okay. Prince Goro. Yeah, and um, and so and, and most and most people think that that was special effects. No, that was actually a robot. That was animatronics for Goro. Uh, the most expensive, I think they said they they spent two million on him to get him built, and he was so fragile that they there was supposed to be a scene around water. And they didn't even want to bother because they were afraid that something was going to happen. He was going to fall. Yeah, they just like yeah. you know, no, we're gonna we're gonna change that whole fight sequence and and put him somewhere else. 
for what they did with Goro it was pretty good. I mean, you didn't see him a lot, but you know, just to see him alone on screen, like that physical presence, they definitely added to the movie. I mean, he wasn't going to do the same things he did in the game. There was just no way. I mean, I think he did a couple of things, like the punch. That's about it when he stomps somebody in the ground. But he ne- like he, he, he wasn't going to flip around. No, he did the. Um, I know he did the where he grabs somebody with his bottom arms and then he punches them. That's, that's the, what I'm talking about. Yeah, yeah, that's that was the, the punch. That, was that wasn't it. even close to it. That was like the best they could do with what they had. Well, it's like you said, a lot of the finishing moves that they did in the movie were like just there, like they did. Give you like a little bit of a sprinkle, and then yeah. that's it. They never gave you like all the way. Like I think the movie coming out now this year, I think from what I've read, they're gonna make sure it's as bloody as possible. Yeah, I mean we're we're in a different time. I mean you have to you have to think this is you know early '90s or mid '90s, and still the world was still kind of reeling from a bit of that '80s leftover. This was supposed to be geared more for kids than for adults. Now it's now now they understand those kids that this movie was made for are now adults and we want to see the gore, we want to see yeah. the blood. So uh, that's why I think he's making this new movie is is probably a fans of those first movies. Like, man, I didn't get enough. Like mm-hmm. let me just, that's why they add a lot yep. of the uh, old details. So then uh, after after that battle, well, Sonya worries that, that they may not win against Goro, and uh, but Raiden disagrees. He reveals their own fears, their egos, and prevents that you know that prevents them from winning the tournament. Uh, despite Sonya's warning, Cage comes to uh, Sing Soon's rescue to uh, – or re- request, sorry. What am I? No, sorry. I, I jumped around. Sorry. It's okay. <laughs> despite Sonya's warning, Cage comes to Sang Soon's to request a fight with Goro. Uh, the sorcerer accepts on the condition that he be allowed to challenge any opponent of his choosing anytime, anywhere he chooses. Raiden tries to intervene, but the conditions are agreed upon before he can do so. After Sung Soon leaves, uh, Raiden confronts Cage for what he has done in uh, challenging Goro, but is impressed when Cage shows his awareness of the gravity of the tournament. Cage faces Goro, uses his uh, his imp- um, uses his guile and the uh, element of surprise to defeat uh, the defending champion. Uh, here we uh, that's where we uh, see a few of Johnny's moves. Couple of them, yeah. Uh, now, de- he's still more in a scorpion fight. Yeah, you exactly. Yeah. Uh, I th- that's this is where uh, I think a Goro move, uh, Goro fight was where we see him do the split punch, the crotch yep. punch, uh, which you know again that straight. Uh, if nobody knew, you know that was based off of Van Damme. That's right there. That's that's a Van Damme. Yeah, if you don't, <laughs> dude, not, not, that move alone makes you wish that Van Damme was there now. Yeah. Why did you choose freaking Street Fighter? <laughs> exactly. Over why choose? Why choose? Why go away from a movie that was literally was written for you? It was written for you. To go to a character that was – he was an American Marine. Yeah. So then we uh, – again, like I said, we see uh, we see Johnny beat uh, you know, with the elements of surprise. Now desperate, uh, Sung takes Sonya hostage and takes her to Outworld, intending to fight with her as his opponent. Knowing that his powers are ineffective there and Sonya cannot defeat Song by herself, Raiden sends Liu Cage into the outworld uh, in order to rescue Sonya and challenge Song. In Outworld, Liu is attacked by Reptile, a great battle, by the way, like one we just talked about, uh, under the orders of Sang Su to prevent him or Cage from rescuing, so- rescuing Sona. Sonya. Goodness. Sonya. Words. Okay. Uh, but eventually gains now. the upper hand and defeats him. Afterwards, uh, Katana meets up with Cage in Lu. She reveals to the pair the origins of both herself and Outworld. 
uh, Catania, uh, or Catania allies Catania? with them. Yeah, sorry, I'm tripping over the words today. It's okay, man. You, 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 <laughs> we're with you. We're with you. And uh, she helps him infiltrate Soong's castle while uh, investigating Liu Kang about three challenges in the castle to face his enemy himself and his worst fears, where he has to go through a basically a challenge of his brother. Or, yeah. He faces his brother. I think his worst fear is his brother. And then he's like, hey, Lou, it's all your fault, man. You're the reason I'm dead. And it wasn't really his brother. It was actually Shang Tsung. And then, and then they go into the battle. So. Yeah. So inside the castle tower, uh, Sang Soon challenges Sonya to fight him under the false claim that her refusal will result in Earthrealm's forfeiting the tournament, which is, you know, complete bunk. Uh, all seems lost to the Earth realm until Katanya, Lou, and Cage appear. As Sonya is secretly freed, Katanya berates Samsung for his treachery to the Empire and claiming that his uh, arrogance and greed will cost him the tournament if he doesn't honor his deal. So Soong challenges Cage, but is counter-challenged by Lou. Uh, again, this is a perfect time that you, you're talking about that battle, that back and forth if it was if it was Lee. Right, right and, there. Yeah, right like, there. You're like, hey, right well, there. Like, come on, let's see them fight. Yeah. Uh, during the lengthy battle, Lu faces only Song, but the souls of Songs uh, had forcibly taken in past tournaments in the last ditch effort ta- uh, to take advantage. So we're basically seeing what happens in the game. You know, Song has the ability to change into any fighter. Uh, oddly enough, though, that's the one thing. I, it was a, a great idea to have this, the, all these things, but it would have been cooler if he had that ability to be just any fighter, not just the ones of the ones he took. Yeah, can you imagine if he was like Bruce Lee? Right, or Raiden, uh, or or the fight we've been talking about this whole review. Why not Johnny in in a in a in Lou? Oh come on! Right there with perfect writing. I mean, you drop them in where they don't have to go against each other, but we can actually see Brandon Lee and you know. So yeah, I think that that would have been the perfect time to do that. <laughs> Jesus, that's like you had like literally three or four moments in there. You could see those two yeah. fight. Granted, I understand you know, Lee wasn't there. He had passed by then, but still, just that that idea of him him being part of this. Just the thought of Brandon Lee and John Claude Van Damme fighting, man. Yeah. Like, so, uh, so we see uh, Song morph into Chan, uh, seeing through the uh, the charade. Lou renews his determination and ultimately fires a, an energy bolt again. All of the game, we see him firing his his energy bolts and begins his bicycle kick. Which I, that's why I kept waiting for that. <laughs> and <laughs> taking him down and basically impaling him in the bed of spice that we see in the game. Uh, Soong's death releases all captive souls, including Chang's, before ascending to the afterlife. Uh, Chang, Lu, uh, that he, or he uh, tells Lu he will return with, uh, with him in spirit until they are once again reunited. Aww. So we see that, that ending there. Uh, you know, great, some great battle scenes that, up to that point. My question, though, it was something I, I, I kind of as I was watching it and I was realizing, okay, these souls are in there and he can look like the souls he's taken. Does that mean Johnny's master is dead? I or, think so. That was one I was kind of confused at as I was watching. I was like, so is Johnny's master dead? Did he go and kill yeah. him just just to trick Johnny to go yeah. be in the tournament? Yeah, that's what it was. Okay, which is kind of yeah. Kinda that's curious. what it was. Yeah, I think that's what it was. He killed him and then took his form and then said, "Hey, you fight in this tournament." So, yeah, I think that's what happened. All the right. master, whatever, or whatever his name was. Yeah. Uh, so then the Earth Warriors return to the Earth Realm, where they are victor- uh, They uh, where a victory celebration is taking place at Lu's Shaolin Temple, and it ends right there, uh, where the movie should end. 
because this is the only Mortal Kombat movie that matters. That's where yeah. it should end, uh, because what comes after is a lead into the sequel, which we don't want to talk about the sequel. <sighs> but I think if anybody's going to watch it, that moment they're celebrating, press pause, end. You're done. But, oh, but the movie keeps going as a when we see a giant figure of the Outworld Emperor suddenly appear in the sky, declares he has come for everyone's soul. Raiden replies, I don't think so, and the warriors take a fighting stance. The end. Yeah, so like I said, I think just before I started, you know, doing the doing the whole Return of the Jedi party moment, just end it, just end it right there. Yup, dub, dead up, dub, dub, We we don't need to see the we don't need to see the the hey, we we're coming back for you. Uh now they this is the one thing I did read where they were talking about Paul Anderson, uh, that you know, his one of his regrets is not coming back for the sequel. It's too uh, bad. Yeah, he went. Did. Yeah, he went off and he did Event Horizon, and um, and I th- and he's like at the time he felt that was the better move for him career wise, which I understand. You're going to do Event Horizon, you know, with a very big all star cast and probably a bigger budget, or you can come back and finish this movie series. And that's where he says when he watches it, he he sees the disconnect of what happened. Um, on yeah, there was no, there was no thought put into it. That's what it was. It's like it's like Batman after after Batman Forever that movie that they made, and it was like you know somebody left and took over, and uh, this, they put it out like two years afterwards, and it was just not good. It's like that's that's comparable. Mortal Kombat uh, that second one, which I won't name it because it's 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 just awful. It's not even. It's just not even good. It's now, even good. interesting. Do you know who voices the emperor at the very end? Clancy Brown? No, no. Oh, okay. One, uh, one Frank Welker. Really? So rewatch the very Man, end of that uh, and watch okay. it. Listen to the voice. That's Doctor Claw from Inspector Gadget. It's Megatron. Frank Welker's Megatron too. Not really. No. Listen, listen to it. That's more. That's more Doctor Claw. When okay. you listen, when oh. you really listen to that well, voice, was he Doctor? Was he the voice of Doctor Claw? Yeah, he was doing Doctor Claw. Really? See, I didn't know that. Walker, Walker's a good Jesus. Well, you got, you got, you got really. He's been. He was with the Hanna Barbera for freaking ever. Man, and he's still around, right? Walker. Walker? Yeah, yeah. I saw him a few years back at uh, at MegaCon. I mean, Colin, the, the one you didn't go to. Yeah, I was in Southern. Him and him and Baxter Peter were uh, were together. Uh, oh. on, a, on the same stage, I think I sent you pictures. I think you did. I have to look on my phone. So, guys, that is Mortal Kombat 1995. And, of course, you know, we've got a few more months, and then we're going to see the latest Mortal Kombat. Uh, HBO Max will have it, and I'm sure it's one of those ones. I don't think that's one of the ones that's been postponed. There's been a few that have, like— They pushed it back. Last I read, they pushed it back. Are you sure that? Because I know there's a couple of movies. No, I'm wrong. I'm wrong. Godzilla and Kanga pushed back, I think, a month. There are a couple—like I said, there are a couple movies where they literally dug their heels in and— and yeah, they're not they're they're not budging. They're like, no, we're coming out. <laughs> and I think that was one of them because I think, I think it's a smart move. Just yeah. release it, man. The more you push it back, the more people, the less people are going to care about it. That's that's my whole thing. And I understand why I do. Like I, I really do. But you know, the the more you keep delaying it, the less they're going to care about it. Yeah, that's yeah, that's where it is. That's but the I, big yeah, thing. I, I think that I think with this one, I think that's one of the ones where they said, you know, no, we're we're going to do this. It may if they may not. That may be one where they don't expect it to do great in the theater, so they're just going to release it straight to, yeah, straight to HBO Max. Um, so well, I mean, and like I said, there's a couple that are there. They, I I don't have the list. Uh, if you guys are interested, make sure you check out the Heroes Asylum this week. I think I'm going to have the list of a few that have like said, you know, what, screw you, 
COVID and we're going to we're going to release hella hard water. And that's that's what yeah. they need to do to keep it going. Uh, I do know um, AMC has gotten some reprieve. They've they've uh, somebody has been uh, able to help them out. So they're not going to be bankrupt, which uh, gives us a little bit more hope. But of course, the second like the day after the AMC gets, the, you know, the reprieve, we hear of all these massive pushbacks on. on news. <sighs> so I was like, oh, man, let's let's hope they got enough money to. To help them last. Survive, please. Yeah. And honestly, guys, go go out and uh, get a group of friends together and go and go to AMC. You can rent your own theater. Uh, I think it's like a hundred bucks, but you get ten people together. One dude. I've been thinking about that. You know, and, and I've been thinking got, about renting a theater. Yeah. I don't know what movie. Getting an Uber. Well, they've got they've got bottles. a long list of theater of movies to you know to watch. So you know, we might have to talk about that. I want to. I want really want to do that. So yeah, I mean, you can. We can do that. Maybe uh, maybe send a shout out to, to any of the folks that are out there listening. We'll do it on Facebook. Hey, you know what? If you guys want to join Heroes Asylum and Midnight Movies at the theaters. For literally. Well, movie watch along. A movie watch along. <laughs> <laughs> we're lit- literally in the big theater. We yeah. got recording equipment. I think we can, I think we can do that. Hey, look, look at what you're recording off of. I think we can Oh, that's it. right. We can, we'll <laughs> I think I'll bring this little thing in the jig with us. So, but, yeah. Um, so yeah, but no, guys. Yeah, if you guys are interested, again, we always talk about support, support, support the movie theaters. That's the only way that they're gonna stay alive. And um, and check in. Are they still? I I remember going out. I think last year. Yeah, last year. You know, I went out to see two like throwback movies. Hadn't seen since the eighties. I think I saw uh, Empire Strikes Back. And then there was another one. Of course, I did see a couple of like new releases, but because there there were a few that still you know went out and got released. Yeah, support those big old movie theaters, and uh, I guess. To echo your words, I would give this movie four straight jackets. You're gonna give it four straight jackets? I think for that, uh, I think I'm gonna give it three. It's it's the, the age is showing a little. Uh, yeah. So I'm gonna the action. Like, does the age show special effects show? Yes. Yeah. But the action, the action alone makes up for it. That's the thing. It's like this movie knows what it is. Yeah. It's not gonna be the English Patient. So you're, you know when you see a movie like Mortal Kombat, you know what it is. Yeah, you know what's happening to. Yeah, so for that alone, the cheese and the special effects are hokey, but the action alone, definitely worth watching. Watch it, guys. Don't watch the second one. Don't watch it. I will pay you not to watch it. That's how bad it is. has nothing to do with it. Like they, the second one is so bad, they replaced the, the, the entire first cast for some Did reason. Did they? I, th- I, thought there was a, I thought some of them were back. Um, I, th- I know I know Raiden wasn't back, uh, but no, I thought No, Raiden I wasn't Luke- back. Sonya Blade wasn't back. Well, well I think Luke Kang and... I think Liu Kang and Katana were the only ones that came back, but everybody else was new. It, it was so weird because the second one literally takes place like right after the first one ends. Yeah, and it's and it's like it's like watching a new movie. Like, wait a minute, all these guys are changed. Like the guy who played Luke, uh, Johnny Cage is different. Sonya Blade is different. Uh, Raiden is different. Like, what is this? This is the same movie. Oh yeah, yeah, Chris yeah. Conrad, but Chris Conrad kind of they could kind of do both. It looks like. Uh, but yeah, definitely. Uh, so guys, make sure you do check us out here on uh, Heroes Asylum. Make sure you guys check us out on the Facebook page for Heroes Asylum. Uh, group is growing uh, quite big, and we're getting a lot of support. Make sure also, if you guys are interested, our Patreon is out there for just type in Heroes Asylum in the Patreon search, and you'll find us. And if you guys want to support the Heroes Asylum or Midnight Movies, please do. We're in the midst of planning some uh, bonus material and bonus content for you guys to check out on both. So check that out and Kane where else can they find us check us out at twitter underscore heroes asylum podcast and instagram at the heroes asylum and guys 
Thank you for listening to the hot review, and uh, we will see you get to the asylum. Make sure you check out Ham. Ha, <laughs> ha,